Welcome to Gold Diggers, a podcast on strategy, goals, and growth. We'll be talking all about OKRs, KPIs, strategy, and everything in between. Gold Diggers is brought to you by Purdue, an OKR platform that helps ambitious organizations turn strategy into results. Use Purdue to focus everyone on your strategy and the goals that'll deliver it. Simply head over to Purdue to sign up for your very own free account. That is P-E-R-D-O-O.com. And last but not least, if you enjoyed this or any of our podcast episodes, please leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you're listening to be the first one to know when we publish the next episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Gold Diggers. I'm Henrik, founder and CEO of Purdue, an OKR software that's focused on strategy execution. I'm the host of today's episode, and joining me today is Nathan Friedman from Understood. Nathan, could you tell us a bit about yourself and also about Understood? Sure thing. First, thank you for having me join today. Excited to be here. Um, Understood is a not-for-profit focused on the one in five people who have learning and thinking differences. Um, learning and thinking differences are learning disabilities and uh, things like dyslexia or ADHD. And uh, it is very common, more common than people know. Um, and our focus is not only helping those people, but providing them with community, support, and resources to live a thriving and fulfilling life. So you say one in the five people have those disabilities, 20% of the population? Correct. So in America, we oh, did wow. some studies and about 20%, which is about 70 million people, have learning and thinking differences, um, which is astronomically high. And it's one of uh, the things that really touches everybody, regardless of race, ethnicity, income. Um, it is it is a uniformity across, across the U.S. and across the world. Okay. Okay. And the reason I reached out to you and invited you to this podcast is that uh, you guys not to, or at some point decided to, to implement OKRs in your organization. Could you tell yes. us a bit about why you decided to, to adopt OKRs at Understood um, sure. and how you were introduced to the framework? So about two and a half, three years ago, we started looking at our organization and really trying to decide how we could deliver impact at scale. Our mission and vision really shifted about three years ago as we went through a, a, a rethinking of how we could deliver and engage different audiences. And so we became more of a lifelong guide for those who learn and think differently. And our mission of shaping the world for difference so everyone can thrive became central in focusing on the individual that has a learning and thinking difference and those influencers around them and, and how we could deliver impact was a hot topic amongst our leadership team. And so we began looking for really meaningful ways to really focus our efforts, understanding how we could track progress and how we could articulate to our teams the importance of, of that. Um, we had a ton of metrics and a ton of different objectives, but how did we know what was most important? How could we really focus on, on, on what really mattered? And what really began the journey was a book by uh, John Doerr, um, Measure What Matters, um, and a uh, subsequent TED Talk and, and a conversation on our leadership team. And, and it became apparent to us that we needed a framework that really helped us articulate what we were doing and how we could do it. And uh, that began our journey. Um, it was not always a linear journey. As, um, as you know, you have to start yep. somewhere. And if you don't start somewhere, um, you never get anywhere, but we needed to begin to implement a framework that really focused our efforts. And could you tell us a bit how you decided? I mean, you said it's, it's not 
implementing OKR is not it's not a linear progress and, sure. and there's, there's plenty of obstacles to overcome. Um, how do you decide to implement or to roll out OKRs at Understood? Sure. So we, as we began to shift our mission and refocus our strategy, it was, un, it was critically important for us to onboard new people as well as our existing team members around what we were doing and, and how we were doing it. Everyone needed a common goal that we were working toward. And we understood we were on a journey to deliver against our mission. And we were on a journey to implement the OKRs. But it really boiled down to number one, making sure everybody was on the same page. Number two, really focusing on the higher value work that would deliver impact. And number three, how did we prioritize the work we were doing, right? What metrics were really important? What work would really deliver on those metrics? And, and looking to see what maybe things we needed to stop because it really wasn't impactful in the way we thought it was. Yeah. And, and, and did you involve the entire organization like early on or did you do like a gradual rollout from starting with the leadership team first? How do you approach those things? So I, we rolled it out to the entire org. I think it started with the leadership team. Uh, everyone in the organization got the book um, by John Doerr and everyone also got the TED Talk um, yeah. to review. And we held an, an, an offsite. Um, an all-day offsite just to train people on what OKRs are, what the difference between a good and a bad O, um, how what is a KR, um, you know, and and I think there it was a it was a longer process, and we wanted to start somewhere, so we knew the first time we did it, it wasn't going to be perfect, um, and it probably wasn't going to be excellent, um, but I think we wanted to start somewhere and then improve quarter over quarter. The, the, the sharpness of the objectives, the measurability of the KRs, and then we subsequently rolled out initiatives. And then after that, KPIs, which really helped us bifurcate what are the key things that really are going to keep our business going on a day-to-day -day basis, and we need to ensure work, which are the KPIs, and how is that different from the key results, which are how are we measuring the impact, and yeah. how is that laddering up to the overall organizational objectives. Sounds like a very healthy, sounds like you had a very realistic expectations going into this. Like we're also speaking to other organizations that they implement OKR and, and within the first quarter, they expect magical uh, returns on those investments, which of course aren't, <laughs> aren't happening. Yeah. No, very, very much so. And I think the, the one thing to also understand is that everybody's different familiarity with OKRs. Sometimes people have worked with it in their own organization or a previous organization, and yep. you need to norm around what it means for your organization. That's that's a very good point. Yeah. Could you tell us a bit what were like the biggest challenges that you've that you faced, and do you think these challenges are unique because you're a nonprofit, or do you think these these are generic challenges that you think many organizations would have? So I, I understood feels and operates very much like a traditional company. Um, and we've purposefully done that because we want to um, not get sidetracked away from our mission and really be implicit and explicit in what we do and don't do. Um, I think that the, the ability that we had to roll this out uh, helped in a couple of different ways. Um, and the challenges we face, I don't think are abnormal to any company rolling it out. Um, I think number one was getting everybody aligned to what OKRs are and using the same terminology, vernacular. Um, so when we could have conversations, people knew what we were talking about. And I think some of the other challenges were really around what matters and bifurcating what matters versus what people prefer to do. Um, and, and, that's, and that can be a hard concept or process. 
um, because a lot of times, particularly in not-for-profit, but that we you have to separate what is actually delivering impact and what is a personal favorite project and what is something that is that needs to be let go of. And 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 that any company has that, and you can see that with yeah. any for-profit companies like Coca-Cola is going through it now by shutting down some favorite brands. Um, other organizations are, are 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 taking a hard look at what they do so they can really deliver impact. Yeah. What did you use, by the way, to develop that like that common language and that common uh, understanding in the organization? You mentioned you went on an offsite, which I think is interesting, of course, to get everyone on the same page. There are other things that, that you do, like do you have a, something like a glossary that, that people can refer to for these terms? or We, we do. And I think it, it starts with a common understanding of the leadership team and a, and a unified leadership team that can articulate what we're trying to do and how we're trying to do it. Um, I think working pre-COVID is different than during COVID. So our offsites yeah. were obviously pre-COVID. Um, but I think when, when we rolled those out, it was really giving the team an understanding of what we were trying to do, why we were trying to do it, create a glossary of terms that made available through our internet, uh, using software system like Purdue to help um, really share the information uh, both horizontally and have the uh, reporting vertically so people can understand where things are at at a given time. Um, and, and I think the, the, the recaps that we do both mid-quarter and a quarter really help because it brings people along on the journey. So not is it just the leadership team or the level below the leadership team, but how do we articulate it to the overall company so people can see themselves in the work that we're doing, see themselves in not only the KRs, objectives, initiatives, but the KPIs as well, because that creates a sense of collaboration and that creates a sense of unity when everybody can see their work as written down as something that's important for the organization. And what's been the response like from, from all your people? It, it's, it's been overwhelmingly positive. I think that this, the software and Purdue and, and the coaching we've received has helped us tremendously throughout that process. Um, I think it's, it's, it's a continual journey. Right. And I think, you know, how do we make sure that we're continually measuring the right things? I think the pandemic gave us an opportunity to rethink our objectives, um, as many businesses had to rethink what they do and how they do it. Um, so I think that was a uh, opportunity for us to pause, uh, not necessarily pause the work, but pause in our thinking and say, OK, are these really now the right objectives, given what's happening in the external environment? Um, and really being externally focused versus internally focused was also helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you've mentioned many, many benefits already. Were there certain benefits from this, 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 this whole uh, initiative that you had going on that you didn't expect or were there any surprises for you? I, I think the, the surprise for me was how, how challenging it is at first, but the benefit far outweighs that challenge. And it could be daunting, but what we decided to do was to break that up into digestible pieces, not to make sure that we were being perfect after the first quarter, giving ourselves the room for improvement quarter over quarter helped every bring everybody along. Um, we tell this funny story. The first time we did OKRs, we had 19 objectives. Um, and that is just crazy if you think about it. Um, and as we went on, we now have five objectives and defined initiatives that ladder up to that and impactful metrics that we can derive on a, and monitor on a regular basis. So it really helped us to narrow our focus, allow people to make their own decisions on our teams as to whether what they're working on is impactful or not, 
Um, and therefore, it now allowed us to prioritize initiatives and let go of things that, while we may have liked them, we're not really delivering the impact we were looking for. Yeah. Cool. Were, were there any any things any any benefits that you were expecting from this that haven't materialized for you? I I, I think the, the there aren't necessarily benefits that haven't materialized. I'm I'm excited to continue the journey. Yeah. Um, I think we can always uh, get better and refine what we do. I think um, as we ourselves do external validation of our hypotheses and testing and qualitative um, research, how do we make sure that qualitative behavior change and attitude change gets incorporated into our OKRs? And I know we're working through different integrations of our own um, software into our, our OKR platform. So how do we make sure we're, we're, we're measuring twice and cutting once, yeah. so to speak? How do we make sure that um, that the uh, proxy metrics ladder up to the real world metrics that we're looking to, to deliver? And, and, and how do we make sure that OKRs continue to support us as we evolve along our journey? Cool. I, th I think one of the, the main takeaways I have from this conversation is, is is how important it appears to be to be realistic with with your expectations. And I, I I see so many organizations have these unrealistic expectations, and then they face a wall, and then their resistance start brewing in the organization. So I, I think it's really cool that you guys took this approach. Is there is there any other advice that you could share specifically for nonprofit organizations that are looking sure. to get started with OKRs or maybe for organizations in general? Sure. I think it was something that we haven't done and purposefully haven't done is uh, driven OKRs down to the individual level. Um, we started by, and we learned that doing it by a team level didn't quite deliver the integration and, co and collaboration we were looking for. So we have a singular set of OKRs for the organization versus OKRs for each function. And that was something we had to learn. We originally started doing it by function and, and found that didn't work. Um, for organizations that are, that are focused on not-for-profit or impact, you know, we, we'd recommend the same thing that you would for a regular company. What are you actually trying to do? Start with that core. What is your mission so you don't stray from that? And then what are those proxy metrics? If it's a digital product, or what are the, the 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 ancillary metrics that ladder up to the impact you're looking to deliver? Really focus on those, and then and then link those to your objectives. Um, I think starting from that top-down approach will help clarify not only what you do, how you do it, and streamline um, communication and collaboration, and enable collaboration. Cool, Nathan. Thank you so much for joining us on this on this episode today. I think it was really helpful, um, and um, yeah, again, thanks for, for sharing your advice and sharing your experiences with us today. Sounds good. And feel free to visit us at u.org if you'd like more, more help or any information on learning disabilities. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about strategy, goals, and growth, head over to our resources hub at purdue.com forward slash resources and subscribe to our newsletter to stay up to date with all our latest insights. Thank you.